0: Here's the sound of the squeaky toy. (laughs) Now let's begin. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here with a man who probes aliens. I'm Ramon. Yeah, you are. It's a little gross, but you know what? The truth has to be told. Right. Not not from personal experience, but I'm a believer. I'm just going to choose to believe. Anyway, that being said, I am glad that, yes, you indeed are Ramon. Ramon. I, I even forgot how the format of the podcast goes, but let's 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 get this podcast on the road today. We begin a new series titled "Dare You" with an episode titled "Sacramental." Indeed, indeed, our scripture today comes from Psalm one nineteen.
1: Incline my heart, O God, to your decrees and favor me with your
0: law. Hmm. Delicious, delicious indeed. So, let's now get this podcast on the road. Very simple episode today. Very simple. First and foremost, I'd like to offer up a humble dare to try the things that we are going to be talking about in this series. I say humble dare because I'm not triple dog daring you, heck, I'm not even double or single dog daring you. I'm just saying i'm just gonna leave this right here let's try this out together you know to live a sacramental life now i don't mean sacramental as you know we have sacramentals like candles and rosaries and whatnot like that that's that's good we should have those as a matter of fact every home should have holy water at hand every home should have a blessed candle at hand every home should have a bunch of rosaries at hand and everyone in the house should know how to pray the rosary Heck, my six-year-old knows how to play the pray the rosary. I think I think it can be done. You know, and so so I want to, like I said, humble dare you to try these with us. And and for that, I offer the the following two, just two simple ones to try out. Number one, go to confession. Number two, receive the Eucharist. Very simple. Doesn't seem that hard. It's actually not that hard. Some churches, depending on where you're listening, are already open. Some churches are letting you go in. Others are not. But the sacrament of of reconciliation is still being offered. I know that because I've been. And so I humble dare you to go ahead and go to confession. Now, here's the thing. The church, because I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, maybe it takes the third world. more uh, into consideration than I do. But I remember even living in Mexico, the sacrament of reconciliation was very much accessible. You know, in a, an area with no no uh, running water, if you may, they still had reconciliation available in many places. So I'm pretty sure that most of us can download that app Um, That tells us where uh, where they have confession, where they have mass. And even in these COVID times, you can look up the information and give the church a call and say, hey, when are you guys having confession? And they will let you know when they're going to have it or a priest uh, will be able to make an appointment with you. And that's that's just a a simple way, simple way of receiving the sacrament and the dare. It's not so much to do it once a year because that's weak. That's weak. And the reason why I say that after saying all that is because more than likely you have confessional confessional. The English is hard. More than likely you have confession available to you more than once a year. And if you can take advantage of the sacrament of reconciliation, I can tell you it's it's only gonna be good for you. And I think I made mention of this in another in another podcast uh episode, but there was a time when I was going to confession every single week. Like I had, I was working at a place for an after-school program and on Fridays, right after work, it was just like just around the corner where I would go to confession. And it was right at that time when I got out. So it was just the perfect setup. And I was going to confession every week. And I kid you not like dogs would not even bark at me because I don't know. I think they sense that, that, I don't know i'm not going to say that i was holy but that whatever whatever unholiness i had was erased because of the sacrament of reconciliation
1: it's uh it's pretty cool how you how you bring that up because uh i I don't have a cool example like that because dogs always kind of bark at me but well not always really but um i just got reading the i just got done reading the the great divorce by by c.s lewis no way and uh, I have a copy, so I'll let you borrow it. Sick. Um, yes. Yeah it, it it was it was a lot more profound that I was uh, ready for. Mm-hmm. And it, it it it's pretty cool how how we're talking about this because I I haven't been in confession in a few months, and you know that that's gonna happen pretty soon. But the book talks about making decisions the book is about a, a a bus ride from hell to heaven. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's all fiction. It's no, you know, premonitions, nothing like that. But it brings up a lot of excellent points of what, of the choices that we have. Yes, And there's a lot of little stories that just, man, like, I was able to relate to almost every single one of them. One of them was pretty profound. It talks about how this soul is choosing to not let go of, of, of certain things that's going to lead them to hell. The lizard? No. Oh, okay. No, this is a soul. But it, it's also about, uh, they also have to make a choice whether they're going to drag their son down to hell with them because they don't want to part ways with them. Mm. And that's exactly what, what God is trying to prevent us from doing. That's why he offered his 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 only son to come down here, show us the way, and say, hey, repent. Repent. That's why we have the 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 sacrament of uh confession, so that we can make better choices because you know, like you were saying that dogs wouldn't even bark at you. Mm-hmm. Like with me, it doesn't really work that way. With me, I, I'm just able to make better choices. I'm a lot more calm, more composed, more, more Christ-like. And you know, I I like to believe that I wouldn't drag anybody down to hell with me, but at least not on purpose. But it doesn't work that way. It's with our actions and what we do, what we fail to do. You know, I'm starting to sound like the mass, but it, it's so proper, it's so such a good wording because that's exactly what it is. It's what I what I what I don't do and what I fail to do that drags people down to hell with us. There's a lot of awesome stories in that book, and I, I highly recommend it. The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. Um, yeah, the lizard one is pretty crazy, too, because it hit me a little bit harder when I was reading it. It had a hard, like, right? No, it's just like, oh, dang. This stuff is real, you know? Yeah, it is. And, yeah, like, he talks about a stallion. You realize exactly how this stupid lizard, he's not very specific, but it's obviously talking about lust. Uh, how you're not a man without, without him and how it's so hard to let go and how everything is so normal, you know, like, mm. with, like lust is so normal, but that we choose to, to let God in how that lizard can be terminated and how it can turn into this great horse. That's going to ride with you. That's going to take you to heaven because there's nothing wrong with sex you know that that's how we procreate that's how we make more more tiny christians more Mm -hmm. that's how we build the kingdom of heaven it's just such a great book man so many great stories
0: yeah and and so many times i want to like jump in and say stuff because you know you mentioned legacy in the past and we actually had a an episode about legacy in the past and and, you know, choosing to let go of certain things or to hold on to them can be our legacy because whatever we hold on to, we pass on to the next generation. And if we don't want to let go of something that's going to take us to hell, then we are handing that down to our sons, to our daughters. You know, we, we, well, we, in, they inherit a different kind of pain, you know, because of our sins Yeah, and our sons inherit that behavior directly from us. You know because so many so many kids who uh who grow up to be drunks they have some they have that in common with their fathers you know it's like my and i hear it time and time again you know i was I'm, my father was an alcoholic just like his father before him and whatnot like you hear all about that in like documentaries or in family stories or whatever you know like you see that pattern that our children will inherit from us and so it's up to us Sometimes, whether they go to heaven or hell, because of the kind of handicaps that we give them or the kind of tools that we pass down so that they may conquer evil. And the sacrament of reconciliation, if they see us going to confession, according to the Pew Research Center, 80, 85% of the time, they're going to follow suit. You know, the kids are going to follow in dad's behavior, not mom's behavior sadly when mom goes to church and dad doesn't i think it's somewhere around 24 25 percent of the times children stay in church they stay in the faith but if dad goes then it's 85 and that goes back to uh back to that whole idea that that dad is the first other but he's a very significant other You know, and dad determines the nature of the relationship that the kid is going to want to have with their own spouse, whether they see that, uh, whether it's intentional or not, it's right there. And that's basically embedded in in their identity, right, because they identify with us so much, because like I said, we're the first other. And going to confession, then seeing us and even more us taking them with us to the sacrament of reconciliation can be something that heals our family tree for generations to come and that is not nothing and so so when we're so when we're receiving the sacrament of reconciliation that puts us in the best spot because then that means we get to receive the eucharist because remember if we go to if we go to mass and we have a mortal sin in our soul we're not supposed to receive the eucharist COVID or not i don't care the church is very clear if you receive the eucharist and you have a mortal sin in your soul you're adding on another mortal sin and in the words of saint paul if you receive unworthily you are guilty of the blood of christ in other words just like our sin crucifies the lord that sin is even a greater sin when we when, when we basically are, in, are unfaithful to God, and we're acting like we're the most faithful human beings, you know, and oftentimes, unless someone tells us that, like we forget, we're like, oh yeah, I'll go to confession next week, or yeah, yeah, I'll, I promise, I, I will, and then we forget all about it. The thing is, it's we're not we're not a people of tomorrow, you know, and we've said this in the past. Like we need to live like there is no tomorrow in that respect. You know, I don't mean like take a bunch of risks and whatnot. I'm, I mean, like, let, let's be ready for when Jesus comes. And let's make sure that his kingdom comes into our life every single day. And so that we're mindful of that reality whenever we go to mass, that we need to be worthy to receive the Lord. And I know we can't be worthy on our own merits, but that's why Jesus gave us a sacrament. Excuse me, the sacrament of reconciliation when he told Peter and the rest. At Pentecost, ever sins you forgive are forgiven; whosever sins you retain are retained. I don't know if it's that Pentecost or at a, or when he told Peter, "You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build the church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you." But Jesus told them uh, more than once, more than once, and he didn't give them a tool that he didn't intend for them to use. And so that sacrament of reconciliation is very real. And we've talked about this in the past that, uh, and, and you know what, forget forget the, the dog thing. I mean, that's just a couple of people that told me, oh, dog barks at everyone, but he didn't bark at you I, right after I went to confession. So that's just an observation. The real important thing is what you said. You know, it's the effect that it has on your soul, the disposition that you have afterwards and pretty much what you do with the grace that you've been given. Because a lot of us choose to throw it away and go back to our regular behavior because God's going to forgive us anyway. But if we're continuously going, that changes the way you act. That changes the way you look at sin. That changes you because at the very minimum, if we see the same priest again, we're going to be embarrassed to tell him the same thing. And that's the very minimum. You know, if we take it to heart, we know that we're breaking the father's heart and we know that we're making our souls unworthy to receive our Lord. In the Eucharist, and I dare you. And this, I'm sorry, I'm going to go outside of the humble dare, but I dare you to receive these sacraments and not be changed. It's impossible. Only one thing is going to happen. You either, but one of these two things is going to happen. You either stop receiving the sacraments, or you become a better human being. You become a better husband. You become a better dad. You become a better son. You become better, a better man. You know, and that's and that's why the humble dare. You know, just try it out. Try it out. And I dare you not to be a beast after that. So pray for us. And we'll pray for you. Ferro. Ferro. Aquitur. Um, Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here with a man who once, who once, a UFO tried to abduct. When the aliens woke up three hours later, they had no memory of what had happened, but their watches had stopped working and their butts were sore. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. mind. That's, that's horrible. That's awful. That's, that's too much, too much. Let me, let me try this again.